and welcome to the DMs Book Club, a weekly podcast where Fiona and sometimes myself go about looking at some things in Dungeons and Dragons and seeing if we can fit it into our role playing campaigns. That's what it sounds like. That's right. I'm right. Yes. Don't say anything. Thank Bye. you. Thank you, Hamilton. Because <laughs> that's who you are. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? Um, okay. <laughs> I guess now after that. <laughs> after that, I was opening the door and then stumbling into the recording. Yeah, room. exactly. <laughs> sounds, I mean, to be honest, true to form. So, you know, what do you expect? <laughs> well, it's exciting stuff though since we last spoke because the trailer for Bowie's uh, Spelljammer is finally out. It is. It is. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to have that out there. It's been a year over a year since we started recording it it's been 18 months since i started talking to people about it well yeah near enough because Mm -hmm. it was all about may time we started sort of discussing what we were going to do and then it started recording end of july beginning of august so yeah and we finished in march this year so it did take a while to get around to finishing it but yeah it's edited in october i think the week of the 16th i'm terrible with actual dates but it's that week i am planning to release the first episode i've had a look through it again i just it's one of those things it'll be last minute when i decide to cut the first episode into two i can't make the decision i'm like should it be here or there and i'll probably yeah. get to the day before and just flip a coin and go it's that one then it'll be done <laughs> yeah it'll be done and that'll be it and uh and we'll go from there but i'm really excited to show it off i've got yes. lots of artwork that i'm going to start sharing uh <sighs> this week but i've just been doing lots of things and it's just like i don't want to bombard people with like things it's like oh i've got a new tailor for gangers oh by the way there's bowies oh by the way here's some art for bowies oh here's some more hammer mm-hmm. i'm doing and it's a bit like I'm trying to figure out a schedule, a schedule, but also it's just the death of Twitter has thrown me. Yeah. Because I'm like, where do I put things? Do I go to all my socials and just blast everything everywhere? Like Bowie's, I'm like the first reveal. I'm like, great. But then now I'm like, I'm liking where Instagram is ish Mm. at the moment, but I don't like how little the interaction is compared to Twitter used to be. But now Twitter's just like, Oh, we did places like Mastodon and Blue Sky. Yeah, and everyone's like, see me on Blue Sky, see me on Mastodon, see me on Threads. And I'm like, at least with Threads, it's connected to my Instagram. Mm. And I'm just like, you know what? I probably should just give up the fact that it's a real shame because Twitter's where I put a lot of my time. It's where I yeah. met a load of people in this space through. Same, and same. I really loved it when it was at its peak. It was such a great place to be, particularly TTRPG Twitter. Mm. But now I'm just like, oh, where, where's the best place? Where's everyone sort of hanging out? Because Warhammer's great on Instagram because it's very visual. Yes, exactly. And there's loads of people doing Warhammer on there. And it's just like, yeah, I feel... And I started my Instagram for Warhammer in like 2016 or whatever it was, mm-hmm. that one. So it kind of is where it it sort of puts me in. When I start talking about Dungeon Dragon stuff on there, it just goes, what? I don't know what you mean. And it's just no one sees it. But um, mm-hmm. unless they're a Warhammer person who likes also Team Dungeons and Dragons. So I don't know. That's the only problem. But mm. yeah, I've got some artwork for each of the key characters, which I'll give a little bit of like a little lore thing on. I've also got these interviews that I did yes. with everyone. But the problem with them is that they are very much like spoiler heavy. So I need to just oh, kind of, that's good point. I might be taking little snippets from them as to like... As like teaser. and then... Because the initial questions I asked was very much like, describe Jareth or describe Major Tom. Mm. Uh, and so maybe I just might put those little bits out uh, yes, there. Yes, I think those that will be a nice little, because you don't want to put the full thing out with the spoilers and stuff. I agree with you. I feel like 
unless you do like a newsletter or have your own website that people would look for, it, it's very tricky to be like, here's a snippet of what you do. Cause like Facebook pages is the same thing. That's kind of died a death a little bit. Yeah. It sounds like threads is the way, but my, my thing is that I not a very person that posts a lot of visual stuff unless about my stuff. It's more about me, the person. And I don't know if I want people to follow that. So I I'm think just... I might just Twitter. I'll just chuck it on there, but I think I'm just going to push the threads. I think it just seems like the one I just need to dive into and just, cause I've really got into was it Mastodon? I think it was Mastodon for a bit. And was I was like, it Hive? Was... was it Hive kind of? Oh, Hive. Sorry, that's yeah. what I mean. Hive, which was great at the beginning. And then, I don't know, it just didn't... It's tricky. It's, it's, or I think it's every, all these other social media platforms, unless they do something incredible. Like, because I remember yeah. when Vine... <laughs> it's like, oh, I remember yeah. when Vine was such Vine. a big thing. And then now that's that's changed to obviously like... Well, TikTok took it, didn't TikTok it really? and all that sort of thing. Yeah. So. I just don't see Blue Sky taking off because of the complication to get on it. And I can't see... Mastodon seems to have just disappeared again because that was complicated to get on it. So I think like Threads, just because it's integration and owned by Meta, I can't imagine it being not being yeah. the one that takes off. And I, mm. I'm seeing more and more people going on it. And I'm... I know I need to go on TikTok, but... I feel like unless you and I suddenly get in really into making video, short, sharp video content, which I I take ages to do anyway, I, th- I think you, you're you more likely than I am. And it picks... You know, you've done it before. It picks up quite quickly for you. It does. It just... it You just need to be consistent with it. And it's just like, again, do I need an account? Like, I can't... Do I have an account for me that does all this random stuff? I do too many. They're like, yeah. I need one for D&D and one for Warhammer. So it becomes mm. a bit complicated so I, I don't know anyway enough on that i guess what about you you've 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 done the you've done the alien i've done the alien it is it is officially done which yeah. uh yeah twice it, now you've twice. done it twice Oof, dead on the side uh yeah i've already pitched for uh season three which Crit is good award nominated <laughs> alien <laughs> yeah i think i think the second season i really enjoyed it yeah I wish we had more sessions because I think I did the thing which happened to me when I played through it. We went right into the big mystery thing. We took ages in the first act, mm. which is fine because obviously you want to find out more. And then we didn't have enough time for act two and three. And that kind of yeah. sucked, I think, because I, I bet they would have really enjoyed dealing with act two. Because as soon as you get into act one, there's minor spoilers for Destroyer Worlds. You're trying to find these uh, missing Marines and then you obviously define you find them all eventually uh, completely changed and dead or whatever. And then suddenly there's a big attack on the planet and you have to get out. And that's Acts 2 and 3. And yeah, which sounds, that's, that's the really interesting bit, really. I mean, you get the mystery bit at the beginning, but it yes. is that the up the ante. Yes. Not only have you got alien, like creepy, creepy, which is sort of Act 1 is very much, from what I've seen of it, is very much like your typical alien, mm. like investigatory slowly slowly something's going wrong the yes. last one is like oh shit's held broken go, go, loose go 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 go. Go, exactly. go 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 and that's more aliens and exactly more, and i, yeah, I kind of felt sorry for them because the final the final session they mm. only just got to the base and if you look if i will say uh, kudos to andrew ec gasca in the scenario there is so much to it but of course mm. it's you know it's it's death everywhere. So one step wrong and you die. So you're yeah. never gonna get into the climate car, which has all these really interesting things. And and I think as well, I didn't realize how much law stuff is in it. Like if you like, oh, there's Wayland Utani, there's UPP. So I'm having to remind the players every time, like, okay, UPP are bad. The insurgents, they're gonna dislike you because you're United Americans. And there's no problem with that, because I get it, you're getting into a game. This is us demonstrating the game. Mm-hmm. But you definitely get, and I know this sounds really silly, you get so much more out of the game if you've if you're a fan of the franchise if you've if you've read a little of bit course, of the law yeah. you know and so i felt kind of bad because obviously i'm throwing these acronyms at them and they're going 
so wait who's that and I'm like no problem that's fine because you know that's that's my job I thought if we'd had maybe 10 sessions we would have had a bit more play around and they, I definitely should have cut one of these sessions very short because they, they were like as with D&D players like to plan a lot which is fine but I'm just a bit like we literally have two and a half hours and I, I need you to make decisions mm-hmm. so, which is not no problem at all but I think people get very scared of making decisions in Alien because they don't want to die unfortunately you have yeah. to die in Alien so you have to make these big choices and when they did make the big choices I will say they surprised me and they did an incredible job it was really cool when they did it but I think they were I think I scared them a bit too much and that, that's on me I need to make sure a bit more gentle with them and be like surprising i am shocked that you sort of <laughs> you scared them i am so, like i've got a dd uh a horror theme game at mcm as it turns out at one point i was like oh i've got to do dragon's jewel and the mortborg maybe fiona could do the mortborg one i went now nah, nah, actually that's a stupid idea because i'd have to play and i don't want to do that <laughs> i don't want to play in a game that's no, horror theme that's got i don't want to nope 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 no. i'm like i'm just sat there like this like hello yeah, yeah, i think yeah, it's exactly. i was like no, I, can't, I don't want to put myself through that on stage. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Gnomes. Gnomes. Dragons. We're back for part two of Gnomes 100 Dragon Zero. I've got one heck of a page full of notes. Oh, I can see them there. Yeah, so let's recap. Yeah. Recap. So who are you and what have you gained so far from Mount Nevermind? I am Rye the Baker, the hipster with the sourdough mixer. Um... <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I currently have 18 life points from the base 10 life points because I lost, then gained, then gained. Mm-hmm. I've got 45 armor points on my magical suit of armor. Mm-hmm. I heard some gnomes talking about baking. I'm a bit of a, um, someone talks about something I'm interested in, I'll start talking, yep. uh, which is a bit like me, I guess. Hence <laughs> <laughs> uh, why I do a podcast. Yep. Then I <laughs> went there, realized they actually want to start a war with some dragons. I figured out a few things. I've got a dragon on my side. Yeah. Gold dragon on my side is going to kill all the red dragons. So I don't need to worry about red dragons. Yeah. I've got five points of defense to my final, for the final battle. Mm-hmm. I've also got the most complicated first battle I will have, which is they get two turns, but I get a free turn. I do double damage, but they don't do double damage, but I automatically win any battle. So I've got a battle okay. which I automatically win, but in the process, they get two goes, I get one double go, and then, it, and then I do win. double damage. <laughs> But I automatically win, so there's nothing happens. So. Incredible. So that, that that's gonna be an easy first fight. I can also cross out one, two, three, four, five things. I can cross out by just the fact that the the one thing was you win your next battle. Incredible. I love that. So that was fun. I've also got a flying contraption. Yes, your flying machine. Which I can use. I've also got a gnome who will check if anything is actually an illusion before the battle. Yes, absolutely. Yes, that we come to a page before the final battle to check mm-hmm. everything. So yes, And I've I... got a 30-point hit damage thing I've got written down, which I think was the... the I thought was a dragon lance, but just happened to be a lance of some description. Nice. It does good. 30 points of hit damage to the mm-hmm. dragons. Mm-hmm. And I gain an extra day. Yes, you do. And I've only used two. You've got 21 days and I've used two. Yeah, so you're doing all right because you've got a couple of, yeah, you've got your machines and stuff. One thing I will say is that you've still yet to stumble upon any draconians in no. in the thing. So I've got, I've still got my note here where I've put them in, in my book. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you ever come across them, then I might have to pause. But who knows, you might stumble upon them and then just defeat them instantly. <laughs> well, I do. Any battle, oh no, it's only any battle with an imp. Oh, oh bugger. So if I don't, I need to just get into a battle of an imp. Otherwise, I'm going to have a really terrifying battle with anything else. <laughs> but, exactly, exactly. 
All right, so you are at the bottom of Mount Nevermind. You're back yeah. in the Gnome Flinger. Um, mm -hmm. Where would you like to go? Because we have to work out if you actually get there. Um, I think I'm going to go for the bat. I'm going to go for the bat. The bat, uh, she says, having a look. Where is the bat? So that is it's called the catapult. Yes, I see. So it's on the second highest, and it's the one in the middle. I'm on two to four days, two to four now. So... Yes, so it's a five to twelve. You need you need to get between those. I got a four. A four. So you, I think you miss then. Yeah, you miss your target and go one level lower and one entrance to the right. So, uh, you go to the third highest. You go to the armory. Hey. It's a pretty good choice, to be honest. Uh, so that's probably a good choice, after all. So that's 76, page 76. So I like the idea that you go, yes, the bakery, and they just go, <laughs> they turn, turn you around, you go, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Stepping out of the passageway, you discover yourself in a huge chamber that thunders with the roar of heavy machines. You recognise giant projectiles, throwers of various types, probably like the one you've been thrown here to. Um, you've certainly seen armour before, but you don't see any powered armour like you're wearing. But what the thundering stuff that moves in massive stateliness is, you have no idea. There are several gnomes walking around the chamber, completely absorbed in what they are doing. They ignore you completely, but an imp wanders nonchalantly towards you. You know it's challenging you in some unspoken way. Will you fight the imp? Talk to it if you have something you think he ought to know, or just ignore it and get on investigating the things in the room. You're certain these things could be helpful in the final battle. So first things first, are you going to fight the imp, talk to it, or ignore it and investigate the stuff in the room? I'm going to fight it and automatically win and use up. Also, my two terms of not being hit, my free turn, my double damage, and uh, their imp is bigger than a usual Oh my imp. god. Uh, but I beat it. All right, so we'll go to one, two, one, I anyway and see what it says. Whenever you're fighting an imp, use generic imp at the top of the combat table. It will serve for all fights unless a state otherwise. You have decided to take on the imp in this area. The creature is small, but you've heard legends of its magical powers of destruction. Yeah, you can also see a barbed tail covered in some sort of green goo. Your mind races over the battle choices as you pick up what hope you have. So you've got a choice. You can rush in swinging, trying to crush the imp with your power punch, stand back and start throwing whatever is to hand to try to knock the small creature out, Try shouting, waving your powered armor suit arms to scare it out of the area. Catch or at least shoo the imp away with the help of the gnomes with or and near you. I'm going to go with knock it out. 113H. 113H. You begin throwing rocks and unknown machines at the imp. And to begin with, it works great. You only do three life points of damage per hit, but you don't have to worry about the poison tail. The imp does try to hit you, but you can usually duck the tail. Every time the imp hits, subtract the normal damage, and if it does, roll the die. On a 11 to 12, you turn to 1, 2, 5e. On lower rolls, just continue the battle. I assume, because I automatically win, we go to 1, 2, 5e, right? I assume so as well. Because I've gone to 1, 2, 5e, and it just says you continue the battle if you live. Okay. Continue the battle. So I guess I just win until I've beaten the... I keep rolling until I hit it, but I've automatically won, so we just go back to the beginning of where we were then. 76? Yes. Yeah, so that's it. I've just won. Yay! All right, so yeah, imp done, and you got rid of all those uh, fun things as a result. So when you're free to explore the chamber, you may investigate the cannons, the crossbow in the center, the tanks at the back, the knights in the armor, guns at the lower left, draconian statues, 
tunnel at the back right, tunnel at the back centre, and tunnel at the back left. Thanks. I want a steam tank. Have you seen the image uh, on the next page, though? Yeah, I so want tanks. Yeah, that tank looks good. All right, so tanks at the back is 96B. If you killed or sent away the imp, turn to 154B. We killed the imp. I killed it, yeah. Yeah. So 154B. I presume that imp would come and annoy you if you hadn't done it. 154B. You wonder if you imagine things when you enter this armoury chamber. Did you really see big trundling machines at the far end? If so, they're gone now. Oh. Useful. Return to uh, 76. That's annoying. All right, I'm going to go for cannons. So cannons is on uh, 59J. What a bloody tank waster. Maybe that imp would have done something, perhaps. Yeah. You marvel at the ingenuity the gnomes use to create different kinds of cannon-like projectile weapons. Chunk throwers, the head gnome engineer calls them. He's been working on such devices all his life and has finally achieved an amazing reliability of approximately 26.52%. You mean that you can only hit your target one-fourth of the time? Oh no, there's uh, only one in four chance that the device will explode when you ignite it. Uh, <laughs> Before you get a chance to react to that bit of news, he goes on. Hey, I know why you're here, and one of these things can really help in the battle. Why don't you test one out? Of course, there's only one working right now, but you really ought to try it. If you agree to test one chunk thrower that works, anticipating that you'll get a very helpful device for the final battle, turn to 46D. If not, you thank the gnome who turns away disgruntled at your lack of interest and return to 76. Yeah, I'm doing it. Why not? The gnomish engineer shows you how to aim the thrower at a clear space in the back of the cavernous chamber. Then he loads it with a chunk, in quotation marks. Roll the die. If you get a 1 to 3, turn to 100 and G. If you get a 4 to 12, turn to 71i. So you got a 1 in 4 chance, I think. I got a 1. A 1? Oh, 100 G. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I think it's a good thing because everything else, I think that's a 1 in 4 chance of it working, right? That's how I would see it. Following the engineer's directions, you aim the machine and press the red button. Duck! screams the gnome, and all the other gnomes in the chamber fall instantly to the floor, hands over their ears. With a vast roar and a spurt of flame, the chunk sails from the device and strikes a large piece of rock hanging at the back of the chamber. A huge chunk of ceiling falls, making a cloud of dust. Wow! I'll take it! The chunk will add five points to your offence in the final battle. If it works, before using this item in battle, turn to 98J. For now, you gleefully return to 76. Right, so we... I'm getting all the gear. You have crossbows, knights, draconian statues and tunnels you've got. Let's go with the draconian statues because it's easy to get to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, 75G. Uh, by the way, it's called 75C on the page twice, so just let you know when you're looking for it. That was wild, because I was like, oh no, have I mucked up? Yes. Okay, 75G or C on the page. Reluctant to look too closely at the wooden draconian statues, you venture only close enough to discover that they appear to just be practice dummies for gnomes projectile throwing. Return to 76. All right, I'll go for the crossbows. Okay, crossbows in the centre is 96K. You go up to the gnome seated on the driver's seat of what looks like a huge crossbow. The gnome explains that it is an oiger, a type of ballista. That doesn't mean much to you, 
but the thing doesn't look like much like a weapon either. When you say something to that effect, a slight sneer creeps into your voice based on what you think is a considerable experience in weaponry, in brackets, even though you're only a baker. Always got an opinion, right? Always got an opinion. <laughs> ah, but I've done something special and quite, quite secret to improve it, however, he says, slowing down for you. Let me present a challenge to you. You go down to the other end and I shoot one of the darts from this contraption at you. <laughs> If you survive, I will give you one of the best armoured devices that will add 10 points to your offensive capabilities in the upcoming battle. That is quite a challenge and quite a reward, but what an alternative. If you agree to challenge, turn to 124i. Of course I'm going to chuck. Of course I'm going to have a go. Rai's getting cocky. He's getting cocky. Oh, God. I can already see you're going to die. So 124i. Figuring that the probable reward is greater than the possible damage the silly-looking weapon can do, you go down to the other end, figuring that you you should easily be able to catch the dart that it shoots. You stand still whilst the gnome lines up his weapon. Roll the die. If you get an even number, turn to 50J. If you get an odd number, 108F. Oh, evens odds. It's an even, it's a two. A two, all right, a 50J. The dart flies so slowly that you can almost completely track its flight. But by misjudging its speed, you fail to catch it completely and the sharp end cuts into your hand. It seems like a small penalty to pay for a chance to acquire something to fight with in battle, but then the pain starts in your hand. Your arm turns numb and your head starts to spin. Falling to the ground, you realise that the gnome has put poison in the dart. What a wonderful variation of an old weapon. And that's all they wrote. That's it. That's it. Right. No. 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 Oh, that's right. That's... You did so well. What an yeah. end. What an what ending. An end. He got too cocky. Oh. All right. Well, that sucks. <laughs> oh, oh, right. The baker. What a you sad. Even, you didn't even sad. find the draconians. You didn't do anything. Oh, that's I know. Such... That's so annoying. Well, what about this? What about this? Because we've got we've got to the end. What if we 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 do a bit of homebrew? Ooh, okay. Rye wakes up. Yep. On the day of battle. Oh yes, great idea. I yeah. love this. Yeah, you've been okay. out for so long. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's oh, no. it. So instead of dying, he doesn't die, but yep. they rush him downstairs. But he's in a coma until. So I've lost all my days. I've literally only yep. got the final battle now. Fine, yeah? fine, fine. I think that makes for a more fun ending, doesn't it? If we're gonna do the final fight. I need to go to 95J just to check if I get that one thing. All right, that 95J, that's This a... is my uh, canon. Or is it 98J? It's 98J, sorry, I can't read my own writing. No worries, 98J. Now that you've come to the final battle, it will be necessary to test the, this item to see if it works. Roll a die, and on a 4 to 12, it works fine. And add 5 points to your offence. On a 1 to 3, it doesn't work at all, and you abandon it in disgust. Yeah, here we go. Oh, on the floor. oh god, oh god, don't do this to me now. It's an eight. It's an eight. It's an eight. <laughs> it's an eight. Uh, it works fine and adds Yay! five points to your offense. All right, now I need to do my illusion check. Which was what page was that? Uh 15i. The gnome you saved from the Griffin's capsule has been very helpful. He has looked at all of your items, has found several were illusionary. What this means in game is that if any of the illusions that would have caused you to lose a battle now do not exist, you do not receive the magic or gnomish effects that you have hoped for, but the chosen items aren't devastating as the other ones anyway. Also, any illusions you acquire in future will be discovered 
by this gnome. If you ever suffer damage from a delusion during the rest of the quest, this gnome's efforts negate that damage as if it never happened. Okay, do you know which ones are illusionary then? Uh, it didn't, no, it didn't. Maybe it tells you at the final battle? I don't Maybe know. it does. Okay. So how do we get to the final battle? Immediately turn to 82. The final encounter! <laughs> A cloudless sky greets you on the day when you know you must meet the Dark Queen's dragon army. The gnomes crowd around you, showing an energy you haven't seen from them before. You hear them shouting to one another, We'll kick their tails right across the sea. With Rai commanding, they don't stand a chance. Wait until Rai shows you we fixed up those things uh, he's been anning. This last statement startles you out of your uh, reverie. What do you mean you fixed up the things I found? When you finally get some straight, slow answers, they come down to, well, we thought we'd help you by making all the things you found better. Well, we broke some of them and lost some others, but, excitedly, we made some things lots better. Not believing what you've heard, you rush to the holding area on the plane where the battle must take place. There you discover that all the items you've found have been combined into one huge mess of pipes, crystals, steam boilers, and other junk. You could be in for big trouble. Begin at 82A. Here comes the battle. Okay, the final battle weapons table shows all the items that could be found whilst adventuring through Mount Nevermind to prepare for the final battle and their value in the battle. As you get ready to face the dragons and their evil hordes, inspect each of these items you've brought to the battlefield using the knowledge inspection table below. This tells you what has happened to each device between the time you found it and the battle. To use the table, generate a number between 1 and 12, and the results tell you how to mark the list of devices. Inspecting your Gnomish War Machine, you discover that many things have changed from the way you've left them. Roll on the Gnomish Inspection chart to determine what the gnomes did to each item. Special note, any items that merely eliminate an enemy type can't be doubled in strength. It just continues to what it does. Right, so I have got the I've got the Ancient Dragon, which yep. eliminates red dragons. So yep. I've got Ancient Dragon. Mm-hmm. I've got Flying Device. Yeah. I've also got... Uh, did you have a magnet at one point, or have I made that up? I didn't get the repulsive field. Oh, no, I did get the repulsive field. Yeah, repulsive field. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to see what's in the nest. It hasn't changed. Where's the, the nest? The nest was... The aircraft, it's called. Yeah, aircraft. I was just trying to think what it was called. But then I also got a, a shooty thing, I thought. But it was in the nest, but maybe it's just a it's just a weapon that does 30 points of hit damage thing, I've called it. So I need to check for my ancient dragon. Good news, bad news, right? Yeah, so you get to roll a d12 and let us know what you get. A five. Okay, news. The gnomes looked sad to say that no matter what they did, they couldn't improve this device, so they just added it to the machine. You use this device normally in battle. So that ancient dragon is like few. Yeah, that's few. All right, the aircraft. Four. Okay, news. Okay, news. Same things. Nothing's changed. And this is a repulsive field. Twelve! Oh, amazing news. The gnomes look happy and say that they were able to double the effectiveness of this device. Oh, 10 points to defense. I've actually also got something else, wouldn't I? I got the I got the thing we just recently got, which was the chunk thrower as well. I need to do as well. Sorry. Which was five attack. So let's try that. A seven. Nothing changed. Nothing changes. So I have got 10 points of defense and five points, seven points to defense and five points to Offense and a 30 point hit damagey thing. Now turn to 85 to learn the scoring during the final battle. Right. My gnomish party. 
has a total of a hundred life points. I have a total of forty-five armor points and eighteen hit point life points myself. I have got a plus ten to defense and I got a plus five to offense and a thirty hit point thing. Your gnome, my gnomish war machine, hits on a roll of eight or less. That's not bad. The dragon army has a total of 200 life points. Mm. But because it's general can't figure out your battle plan or even what you're using against them, they hit on rolls of seven or less. Use the final weapons table. Total the offensive numbers only for those items you obtained and which survived and add 10 points to the total. This is your offensive score. So I've got 20 points, uh, 15 points offensive total then because mm-hmm. I yep. add 10 to the five. Yep. And using the Dracon arrival table, cross out all the creature types and their offensive and defensive numbers that your gnomish devices, equipment, and allies eliminated. Add up the remaining offensive numbers for an offensive score. Okay, so let's do that. So where's the... the it's the... on page uh, 82. It's at the bottom, I think. Crap, there's lots, because all I eliminate is red dragons. Oh, but the red dragons has the highest offense. They had 40. Yeah, but my offense is 15. <laughs> they have got... 17 plus 13 plus 15 plus 14 plus 16. I'm going to do this with my phone. Yep. <laughs> uh, plus 15. 202. <laughs> Offense. And defense is 14 plus 11 plus 12 plus 11 plus 13 plus 18 plus 15 plus 16 plus 13 plus 14 plus 11 plus 14. 162 defense. Right. Uh, that is all I get. Okay. Generate a number between 1 and 12 every time you or your enemies attack. If the dragon army hits your army, subtract your defense score from the dragon army's offensive score. This is the amount of damage done. Subtract it from your army's life points. If your defensive score is greater than the dragon army's score, you automatically win the war and then turn to 118i. If you hit the dragon army and subtract its defensive score from your offensive score, this is the amount of damage you do, subtract it from the dragon army's life points. If the Dragon Army's defense score is more than your offensive score, you automatically lose the war. Uh, I've already lost the war. <laughs> I've lost the war. Uh, yeah, I think so. There's no. I don't think there's any way you could win. To be honest with you, there's no way unless you unless you've got like so many bloody machines. So many bloody machines. That is ridiculous. Yeah, and you eliminated loads of their things. Yeah. Oh. So I'd like to what? roll to see if I hit. I think. Uh, well, go go and roll. All right, under eight. Nope. I didn't hit. Let's see if they hit. Oh, I've rolled two tens. They didn't hit. Okay, it's my mm-hmm. turn. A two. Do I you hit? hit? And they win the war. Yeah, they win the war. Because <laughs> I literally do minus 140 points. <laughs> the battle begins. Your war machine moves out onto the field and the dragons can't believe their eyes. You take advantage of this by successfully striking once with your war machine before the dragons can even prepare. From then on, you take a turn and dragons take a turn in battle until one or the other side wins. Good luck. So I think the machine comes out and they're like, what the fuck? And then it just throws and it like mud or something and it doesn't hit. And then it just goes, wait a minute. <laughs> and they just all attack. All oh, right. Dear. Ends the same way that he nearly ended earlier. Oh no, uh, page 86, Jay. Your efforts have not been enough. The evil whores of the Dragon Queen cannot be stopped, at least not here at Mount Nevermind. As a poison sword enters your body, you're almost glad you won't be able to hear the sounds of Mount Nevermind dying. Oh Oh dear. Well, I'm going to be fair here, right? The stupid gnomes 
decided to put their faith in a baker called Rye, and he was way out of his league. It's not they're not uh, poor gnomes. That's unfair to them. I just think they they shouldn't have put their faith in poor Rye. Rye was yeah. He wanted to just work in a bakery. He thought he was going to get a job doing this. And he, it was way beyond his ken. I feel like um, the odds are already stacked against you anyway, that you have to go find all these machines. And then the gnomes are like, I'll do, you know, goading you yeah. into an attack. Exactly. So, oh, well, there you go. Well, there you go. That's uh, Gnomes 100, Dragons 0. So yeah, that's our first playthrough. Um, More like <laughs> Dragons 100, Gnomes minus 140. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor Rai, poor Rai. My only thing is that there's, I guess, obviously us playing it together uh, for for a podcast is different to like you playing it alone. But I can imagine you losing hours to just trying to work out what you've got and stuff. And that's probably probably makes yeah. sense. It would be very appealing for those people who like making and min maxing and all that sort of mm. thing. So I, I can imagine, like, obviously we're working together. We're doing this quite quickly for entertainment purposes. But like, yeah. I just, I just like, oh god, I, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to come back to this uh, Mount Nevermind at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> come up with stuff. But I think, I think it's, it's got some interesting things there. I like some of the writing. I just wish the typos weren't so obvious. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> you know what? It's kind of interesting about it is I always thought I'd enjoy like a really dense choose your own adventure, mm-hmm. and I think it. It's part of me, like, I'm like, oh, it's interesting. And it's actually quite good because you could, you could, it would take a long, like, we've done an hour and 40 minutes of playing this, or mm. maybe even more, maybe nearly like two hours of playing this. And we did two and a half days and the yeah. final battle. And yeah. you, this would take up a lot of your time. This is basically like a mini campaign, you know, like, this mm. is a, this is more than a session of gaming. Because I always think of them as something that would last, as I said, like an evening, you know, like or an something afternoon. Like that. Yeah. Because the go- the goosebumps one were very much like you rolled, you went to a different chapter, you know. So it was like a each one was like two or three pages long yeah. instead of like you know, or a par or one of them would be like a paragraph if you fell down a hole or something like that. But you know, most of it was just like was that long. So and there's probably like two or three routes through the book, but hmm. I, mean, I can't remember off the top exactly. But it felt a lot shorter than this, where you're like rolling dice all the time entering to different places you know you could see how these things can be really like engaging and mm. um give you that feeling of of a, a ttrpg game mm. solo adventure it's great um, um i think yeah i think my only thing is i don't like those uh those sort of quasi fake ones we go are you sure you're sure yeah. keep going to this st-. and you're like oh, of course i've made the choice don't i guess it's yeah. supposed to be like dm like uh, do you want to do this you know that sort of yeah. thing but i'm like don't give me two lines of like oh all the ones that are like oh they don't they don't exist anymore you better go back to yourself I'm like, oh come on like, yeah, that thing it. was really wasted because it, it, it takes a long time to get each page and stuff like that yeah know? i mean and... to be fair I, I used what you did last time which was actually searching for the page now and that was so much quicker it's <laughs> so much easier isn't it but but, but, yeah, but I guess I guess because obviously that one it was like oh well have you defeated the imp or not so I assume it might have still been there if the imp was still there for whatever reason maybe but even so maybe when I did um, Dark Tower which is the the Morkborg, uh solo play I'm yes sure that is what it's called yeah I've got it on my shelf it was so much more enjoyable mm. just drawing a little map out following through a simple series and there wasn't as much of a story but you were making your own little story about your character and it was quite fun mm-hmm. and like the uh one ring solo adventure seems like that seems really fun and i think it feels like solo games have really grown into mm. giving you more of that sensation of the D game where the open-endedness is still there even though there's mm. so much choice in this you're very much focusing along 
singular storyline but in in other ones you can you can still have that freedom of a an open world for want of a better term tabletop game i like the mechanic of using that d12 to decide things yeah but you're right like in that first in the first part we did he was like uh this happens to your armor and you're like well i'm not wearing my armor so obviously it's, it's yeah. not accounting for all the bits of it well of course yeah but i will say there are uh, a couple of other ones so obviously i did one yeah. which was uh which is like a halloween one last year this is obviously gnomes 100 dragons uh zero but there are two other ones that i found from the catacombs mm-hmm. is fairy mount uh, fairy mound of dragon kind which i think is okay. very similar to this it's one of the first ones that came out and then one which is called the final bug which is more of a sci-fi one i believe oh. yeah the final bug a solo operations casebook it looks a little bit like um a paranoia in places but it's from the same thing so maybe at some point we'll have a look through those as well i would definitely like try one again mm-hmm. i think yeah it just you just think though if we were gonna doing this like you couldn't get through one in two episodes you'd have to keep going oh, on no. for months it feels like so yeah it'd be interesting to see if there was one that was like more contained or more like a short sorry shorter one or something Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you, Hamilton, for indulging me on uh, my catacombs. Oh, no, thank you for, for GMing me for the first oh. time. I yes, noticed I, I think like, so, I've never too. been GMed by Fiona before, so that was the first time, so it oh. was interesting. Well, you're more than welcome to come to an alien game or any of the horror games as we were discussing uh, before. That's not like, great, that's great. No, no, that's fair enough. We play a gnomes versus dragon game and my character dies brutally twice, so yeah. you know, I think I'd... I'd rather not. <laughs> where can we find you? Where can we find Bowie's in Spelljammer? All the places. Uh, where can we find your Necromunda stuff as well? Yeah, so Bowie's in Spelljammer, you can find. We will be able to find on... Uh, it's at Dragon Culture on YouTube, which is the Dragon um, YouTube on there, and it will be releasing there. So you can find... If you just search Dragon Culture, it's youtube.com forward slash at Dragon Culture. It will come up and you can subscribe there. And that will be coming out, as I said, in October. The first episode is split into two parts, but it will be coming out in the same week. I'm still figuring out days. I just know that's what it is, but I'm just trying to... I'm still thinking what day is going to be best. I think it might be in my mind a wednesday night for the first one mm-hmm. uh, and then a saturday night for the second and then every time it'll be on a saturday night from then on mm-hmm. then there'll be once a week from then on and then uh it basically turns out that about christmas time there'll be a half term break for christmas Ooh. because everyone's christmasing and so and new year's Inc. so that and that also gives me a little bit of a, a break from all that and then it'll be back the second half being the new year so that's kind of kind of it so that's exciting and the necromunda is has the stripes on youtube you can find me there and that's my handle on instagram if you want to see all the things i'm painting and yeah and then anyway well 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 wait 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 wait. all right i'm waiting sorry what time is it uh where am i who am i i've already done where bugger i ruined it where are you What time is it? Well, according to my uh, my clock in the US, it is uh, nine minutes past nine. Bloody hell. I know. Who am I? I'm Fiona. I am a podcaster. I'm an improviser. And sometimes I do voiceover stuff as well. Uh, where am I? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> I can tell you, podcaster, because you're wearing your, your an improviser, sorry, because you're wearing your improviser I'm, outfit. I am wearing my improviser outfit, my Lucian Yaks and, and an improv t-shirt. How did you guess? I feel so hurt. Um, yes. What am I rolling? It's a twice monthly RPG one-shot podcast. As always, it's going very, very well. Uh, Flabbergasted is out just now. I'm editing the next one in the series, which is going to be Going Rogue 2E, which is if you like your and or if you like uh, the Going Rogue of Star Wars, uh, check that out because it was a very good uh, one shot we did. And oh, I, I might have done a cry at the end, Hamilton, because it was very sad. You get, you got, you, you've always been. I'm always crying at these which things. Which means that you're actually doing 
very good work it sounds like that's what it sounds like to me i mean i i know i'm known as the horror queen but also i have a, a heart that is just ice and melts <laughs> all the time because i'm crying on top of it um i've got some uh, uh interviews coming up as well that's all mm-hmm. good um alien is now finished so if you want to see alien destroyer of worlds uh, go to uh girls 20s world's youtube channel and there'll be a playlist with all that there so you can check us out and how i terrorize five very lovely uh players into <laughs> being scared for eight episodes so that's all good <laughs> I've got some other bits coming up. I'm doing a couple more stream stuff, which haven't been confirmed yet, but October's going to be a very busy month uh, in terms of doing all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, some TLDR as well. TLDR, yep, absolutely. I'll be coming back for that because I'm currently on a holiday just now. So yeah, it's a it's a busy time. It's going to be a busy end of year, but then you and I will be at MCM Comic Con, which will be yeah. wonderful, fun, uh, getting all those, all those yeah. panels, getting uh, getting sort of confirmed, which is exciting. I know, we've now finally confirmed. As I said, I, I buried the lead at the beginning with the fact that the Morkborg yes. Demon Slayer story yes. that I'm doing. So uh, it's really cool. Because, you know, thinking Comic Con anime as like mm. Morkborg mixed with Demon Slayer sounds really fun. Taking on the Infinity Castle, I've got a fully flesh out that story i've got a very brief idea because i'm going to sort of varyingly follow it on from my party from the previous Morphogs, mm-hmm. uh because they ended up um having to travel to the castle with the kings to try and get the king's head so i'm going to keep that as the i'm going to kind of alternate dimension it but that's their their focus mm-hmm. is they're trying to get the king's head because they found the body of the king at the end this is a spoiler for everyone but the point is they were told by a a witch that's like um, hag-like character to go get the head of the king the last thing they saw in the sewers was the body of the king on a pyre headless so Ooh. someone's got the head and uh they're gonna try and get that which it's gonna be stuck in this weird they're gonna go in the castle and realize oh it's not just normal castle it's all fucked up so cool. <laughs> uh, but i'm gonna try and make it more demon slayer-y and we'll figure out maybe we'll just re-address the characters a little bit to make them like demon slayer focused and also fiona will be in it taking the I place will of what would have been Stuart's character. So we'll have to figure out what character you Oh God, are. do I have to rhyme? Oh no. <laughs> no, you don't have to do the rhyming. Oh you don't you just won't play his character. Oh phew. Just... I was suddenly I had a moment. I was like, oh no, that's not gonna happen. I would I would pour Stuart be like, how dare you ruin my wonderful character? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no, I wouldn't do that to, no, because I, I wouldn't do that to you nor Stuart. <laughs> that's, fair. that's that's fair. And the other one is Dragon's Jewel is gonna be back. But this time we've done it once the sort of normal way when we did it before but now yes. we thought you know let's just i like to turn things to 11 on a general rule and i think yep. we've gone and done that and so there's going to be me hosting there's going to be someone yet to be confirmed doing the scores but there will be taylor and fiona <gasps> acting yeah. as team captains to <laughs> any of you out there oh, so if Terrifying. you like dragon's duel <laughs> if you remember that lovely game or you want to be a part of a dnd focused game show and want to be yeah. one of the contestants for one of the rounds be it strength dex con wisdom intelligence or charisma correct then get yourself in line and ready to play and enter the dragon's jewel arena (laughs) yeah so that's gonna be fun so it's gonna be orders of participation so that could be great (laughs) it's so cool because that's obviously yeah like you said that's more like the original dragon's jewel like when i first went on you had Mm. obviously your team caps and stuff so now i was like i've become the team captain which is terrifying oh my god But the thing is, when you open up anything to the general public, you know, it's like anything can happen. I have no idea. You know, you, do you know what I mean? It's in, there's something kind of terrifying because I'm assuming 99% of them are all going to be lovely, fantastic human beings. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm just, you're just worried you're going to get the 1% person. We'll be fine. Get- we'll just, we'll just advertise it. I, I remember the one time I saw Werewolf 
uh, live and they brought some people who actually could play werewolf and then they had a celebrity who had no idea and they got caught instantly because <laughs> you can say yeah. one person was like wait a minute if you said this it must be this person yeah. like within two seconds yeah. and then they're like what and he's like yeah this is not fun for that <laughs> for the celebrity who's like i'm not a werewolf <laughs> exactly like, and, but we've also got a, a podcast editing panel that you and you and i and Dan oh yeah on. yes i yes. doing that i forgot about yeah. that yeah I, yeah we've got we've, there's, there's quite a, a few panels direct me in the right direction and I'll end up there. That's what I'm going to do. I was checking out these schedulers. I was like, oh, I might have to run from one to another at one point, but I'm sure it's fine. Really? I'm not going to worry. About- Are you I, in yeah. one that I'm... Oh, because you're in your rising stars of TTRPGs. Yeah, but that's at the end of the day. Don't worry about that. Oh, look yeah. at me. <laughs> Obviously, we'll be in the creator zone as well, along with Backwater Buster. So if you see the yellow yeah. table, just come say hello. We'll talk about tabletop RPGs. You know, I hear there's people like Critical Role is going to be there, Baldur's oh, Gate I cast. Yeah. I, don't worry about them. Come we'll see us. High Rollers, I think, are going to be there yeah. as well. I, yeah. I mean, you know, small, small fry. Small fry. Compared to... <laughs> Compared to us. And the and a lot more people in the creator zone, it looks like, as well. So Yeah, I think it's going to be a big one for tabletop uh, games this year. So I'm I'm looking forward to that because I think they've it's felt like it's been building up the last few times. And I, uh, and with Critical Role sort of headlining, for want of a better term. Um, mm. And if Critical Role, if you're listening out there, you could be an audience participation member if you want in Dragon Seal, maybe, if you get to the front of queue quick enough. <laughs> I would so love it. That would be so hilarious. And also, highly embarrassing when you're like, oh, okay, this is how you're going to meet me. Right, now you're going to have to do an improv game with him. Yeah. And then you are a, a goblin. Uh, you're this. And yeah, yeah, I've got, I've got to go. So yeah, you um, need to go. I know. I'm, I'm trying to wrap up, but we keep talking about MCM. Bye. Uh, well, bye. Yeah, well, thank you very much, everyone. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week for another exciting episode of DM's Book Club. But until then, we will see we'll you. We'll see you on the flip, on side. The flip side. Bye.